Hello, I am Jay, one of your DMs. And I am B, another of your DMs, but not today. Not today. Hi, I'm Sean. As always, I'm a player. Sup. Uh, and I'm Sky. I'm always going to be a player. Uh, sup. And I'm Peter, permanent player. Sup. <laughs> and I'm Sasha Sienna, and I am the GM for today. Yay! <laughs> yeah, welcome to Pla- uh, Planet Arcana, and thank you so much for bringing such a cool game. We have on the docket for our listeners yet another playthrough of a brilliant tarot-infused um, game that I will pass it over to Sasha in a second to tell you all about. But um yeah, I think that you're going to love it. And I think that we're going to love it because it's so freaking cool. And it's currently doing a Kickstarter. So if you like this, you should go and check it out after. And we will put links all over our stuff to find it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sasha, do you want to tell us a little bit about what we'll be playing today? I would love to. Uh, so Up River Down River is a game that I've been working on uh, as part of my game design company, MacGuffin and Company, with Ella Watts and Max Breyer. And um, I really love the way you've described it as a tarot-infused game. That's <laughs> that's lovely. I'm going to put that on my marketing, if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> of course. But, yeah. uh, it's, it's heavily inspired by the major arcana, specifically of the tarot. And it is a game in which you take on the roles of a crew of a ship on the Great River, which is all you've ever known, all the world that you know is um, on the banks of the Great River. And you start out at kind of the central point in a lovely village called Meadowbrook, and then you swear a magically binding oath to reach either the mythical source from which it is said that all magic flows or uh, the sea from which nobody has ever returned. Uh, What I really like about this game and one of the things that made uh, me and Johnny, my business partner and my partner partner, (laughs) one of the things that made us take it on is that... um, these two choices mean you go in two completely different directions. Uh, so if you play a campaign to go to the so- the source, you'll never see the locations between Meadowbrook and the sea and vice versa. And it is designed to be a game in which you are constantly pushing forwards. There is no going back. It's designed for campaigns of between four and 12 sessions. So it's a, a really defined short story that is intended to have an end, which I really, really liked. Uh, but today uh, we're going to be doing just the one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to do a 12 hour session here. If you're, if you're <laughs> yeah, it's so fun to play a game that has a defined end because I feel like in modern times, uh, playing with adults, it is challenging to see a campaign through. And so mm-hmm. to have that mechanic built into your game is just a really superb idea. Yeah, it's yeah. very much something that we've tried to, I say we've tried, I think actually it's not something we've tried to keep in mind with all the games that we create at MacGuffin and Company, but it has definitely been something that pretty much everything we create has in mind. Like, when are you stopping playing this? When is it time to play something else? <laughs> or just like get back to life. I love the bittersweetness of like a, a defined endpoint. You know mm, what I yeah. mean? Like it mm-hmm. always, it helps with the pacing, but it always gives this like, I don't know, bittersweet is the term. I guess I already said it. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I really love about Ella's writing. So Ella Watts is the, the writer of the game and it is so infused with these like bittersweet moments it's really lovely so shall we get started Mm -hmm. oh i'm so excited big time so i am playing august strand he him august is a trans guy who transitioned very shortly after meeting this crew so it's kind of the benefit of like strengthening ties with them because they know something 
kind of personal about him and were with him through a formative part of his life, but he he didn't know them too long before that happened, so it's not like he's like sort of living in two chapters of his life at once, which is a relief. August is pretty young, maybe late 20s, and has spent his life kind of like jumping from ship to ship, learning different uh, ways of interacting with ships and becoming very close with the ships themselves. He knows all the ins and outs of how a ship works and the ship that he's on currently, he feels a very, very strong connection to and even has a little nickname for her. (laughs) Of all of the people on this crew, the closest person to August would be the doctor. Um, I won't say much about the doctor, but the two of them are romantically involved. <laughs> Sorry to say it like that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounded like sinister and threatening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. worried about the doctor now. <laughs> oh, and of course, I should say that uh, August is playing the engineer role and is following the path of the hermit, which has a bit to do with introspection and following... Uh, his own inner guidance. He is a human, and I think the only human on this crew. When I was thinking about uh, Seamus as a character, I was like, oh, I want, uh, like thinking about the movie Contact, and I was thinking about Jodie Foster's character, and I was also thinking about Matthew McConaughey's character, and I was like, I want to combine them. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> I told this to my partner, and, and he said, well, isn't that kind of just like Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm going. Um, Themis uh, Browning, uh, she, they, is a warm, uh, calm, level-headed, uh, affectionate kind of person with kind of like a roguish uh, sense of humor. Um, they have like a wiry build, uh, messy black hair, glasses, and like baggy sailor's clothes, not typical of a doctor of their education, uh, and like perpetual smirk on her face like uh, they're entertained by what's going on around them because they often are. So Themis and their younger brother Bill, uh, who is the first mate, now captain of the ship, found the collider by way of an ad looking for a ship doctor uh, in order to escape the fate laid out for them by their well-to-do family. The ship was only looking for a doctor, but the pair insisted they were a package deal and both joined the crew. And being such a hard worker, Bill made his way through the ranks of the Collider until he found himself in the position of first mate before the captain died. We come from like a wealthy but crooked family of real estate moguls. And the idea that made us sick to our stomachs (laughs) and, uh, you know, like the idea of just like, Everything wrapped up in property, but nobody owns the sea. <laughs> was <laughs> why? Um, why be behind a locked door when you can be free on the sea? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're born again Marxist, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it's like, yeah, just like wanting to, you know, have purpose in our lives and adventure, and like help those truly in need of our services. And for me, for Themis, to find love and affection in the arms of others. So. Uh, they're like fairly lustful and flirtatious and have a high sex drive and it's gotten them into some trouble throughout their (laughs) life but uh a true believer that if you're acting from the heart a relationship is a mistake no matter how brief or fleeting or uh fraught it is oh (laughs) hello delta (laughs) 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 oh my god that's beautiful and can i just say i'm really looking forward to like sexually charge jeff goldblum yeah (laughs) (laughs) you mean jeff goldblum yeah yeah is there another type (laughs) but yeah i um i i love august for all his intensity and and uptightness i find it so incredibly cute (laughs) demis is the doctor and following the path of death. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that kind of seems counterintuitive, but uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> whatever floats your boat. 
I just want to say right off the bat, I really hated hearing about my older siblings' uh, high sex drive. That's <laughs> 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 that really off point, but yeah. So I'm the I'm the younger sibling of Themis. Uh, we ran away together, as Guy had alluded to. He's this pretty scrawny, short, probably like five foot six, young. Like he's barely out of his teenage years and he's in way over his head after uh, he was promoted from first mate and now he's the captain of this ship. Uh, he's trying to gain respect of the people on the ship but he knows he's doing a bad job at it and he's so <laughs> not confident in his own abilities to lead a ship and I think it's just going to be a struggle for him to really keep his head above water but he's just doing his best and he's going to be leaning on his older siblings encouragement a lot throughout this whole thing. <laughs> His name is uh, Bill Browning. Uh, he has dubbed himself as Bloody Bill Browning because he thinks that it makes him sound like a, as a more authoritative figure, especially as a pirate captain. How's that working out for him? It was a step in the right direction, but he still has a couple miles to go before <laughs> before he gets respected, I think. Uh, yeah, and he's following the path of justice. So Delta Jack Spawn is Jaggedy Jack Spawn, adopted with her brother Duffel at a young age. They were raised by Jack together, and she sort of like lacked a concrete role on the ship and rebelled a bit, you know, occasionally taking a dinghy and running away. One night she was playing with this tower talisman that Jack had gifted her and it fell into the water and she jumped in after it and almost drowned and had a vision of calamity happening to the Cricket Collider. She told this to Jack and they sent her off to this like spiritual retreat to explore this vision and explore this new spiritual side of her. Um, so she returns kind of this, like, newly or half-anointed priest, because I think, like, halfway through the retreat, she probably got the word that Jack had died from Duffel and gotten back to the ship. Delta and Themis have a bit of a vibe, because they used to date. Delta's, like, also super horny, but, like, more so for people <laughs> off the ship, and I think this lesson was learned from Themis. They're super spiritual now, so... <laughs> oh, and they're, they're, they'll be following the path of the tower. Yeah, hi, Duffel Jackspawn. Oh, Duffel Jackspawn. Oh, no. <laughs> so named because I am the adopted son of our dear, beloved, fearless Captain Jaggedy Jack, who right now is on a little vacation from living, but will return, will return <laughs> to lead us, this crew, as their the rightful captain of this ship. <laughs> Duffel is Delta's brother. They grew up in the same orphanage and looked the same when they were young, and so everybody <laughs> called them siblings, and we thought we were siblings until Delta got old enough to, to, to start getting taller and growing a beard, and we realized that <laughs> Delta was a dwarf, in fact, and I am a halfling. Duffel is about three feet three inches tall and nearly as wide, <laughs> just all muscle. Nothing but muscle. This person is just a, an almost spherical ball of muscle. Scars on their knuckles and up their hands from beat getting in scrapes. Scars across their eyebrows. Very close cropped, short curly hair. Always wears a set of brass knuckles on their left hand and then a collection of rings. Jagged looking rings on the right hand. Very much ready for a fight. And so Duffel's the gunner of the ship. Growing up following Jack around, Duffel idolized Jack and was their de facto bodyguard and then became the like protector of the ship. 
Jack, knowing that that Duffel would get into a bunch of scrapes and, and risk his life, Jack set Duffel on the path of the lovers, which is very non-confrontational, very like looking out for the safety and well-being of others and, and, and harmony. Always extremely ready for a fight. Duffel's just always almost there, <laughs> but knows that he can't, that he shouldn't. So he's looking for those moments of release when he's allowed to show his true aggressive nature. But in the meantime, until Jack comes back, I will maintain the safety and harmony of this ship, <laughs> even if I have to knock some heads around to do it. <laughs> uh, so that is your crew. Uh, you are sailing on the Crooked Collider, mm-hmm. which is a schooner ship, which is uh, kind of a nice halfway point between speed and stability or beefiness, if you prefer. <laughs> and you're going to be traveling at the source. So all journeys on the river start from Meadowbrook, which is the point halfway between the sea and the source. Now, We've got, uh, because we're going to be playing a one-shot, we've got a bit of a a choice here. Would you prefer to start your adventure in Meadowbrook or would you like to start by sailing to somewhere else? I don't know about y'all, but I'm down to sail. Yeah, me too. too. That's that's where my My boat is sail. I was was born to be on the open open waters. (laughs) 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 We can just say then, for the purposes of of this one-shot, you have had all your business in Meadowbrook. Um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you've set off with whatever supplies you need to reach the source. And um, if you're playing this game as a campaign, you might find that there are things that you want to find in Meadowbrook uh, during your first adventure. But we'll just go ahead and assume that you've done all that. And it is now time to set sail to your next location. So the way that sailing to the next location works in Upriver Downriver is that you will need to make a roll to try and navigate your way to where you want to go. And uh, if you roll well, then you will reach your intended destination. And if you don't roll so well, you will still get somewhere. It just won't be quite where you want it to reach. <laughs> so uh, setting sail from Meadowbrook, you can reach uh, the Valleys, which is one of the last remaining settlements of halflings on the river. Or you can reach the Stone Cities which is not so much a location as a part of the river that you will probably most likely want to get through. Or you can try to reach the Glass Road, uh, which is uh, a very important and and, uh, busy trade route on the river. Those are awesome. (laughs) Okay, as captain, I feel like this is something that... Acting captain. As as acting captain, I feel like this is a decision (laughs) that I would typically make by... By, by myself, but you know, I I value everyone's opinions a lot. Does anyone have a feeling as to where we should go? Trade sounds fun to me, but I'm easy, guys. I'm easy. <laughs> well, speaking as the ship's priest, all right. Okay. Personally, I could do a little reading for us on my tower talisman. It's up to you, but uh, I do have a really strong connection with this river right here so i don't know i think duffel turns just just a little ways away and rolls his eyes a little bit well i i do feel like there is only one logical spot to go and that would be the valleys i mean we're we're doing this all to get jack back correct and who would know more about jack than a potential wealth of halflings no? Yeah, I think I got to side with uh, August on this one. It's just a bit, a bit of a gut instinct. You know what I mean? 
Oh, what a surprise, siding with uh, August. Hey. Yeah, that's fine. Sure, hey. if you want to go with guts instead of, you know, spirituality, then yeah, that's fine. No, no, it's a great idea. Listen, you are so, <laughs> you're so powerful. Uh, it's uh, d- definitely not uh, not coming up against that. Just uh, just gotta go with my own my own gut. Just happens to be with August, so um, yeah. Delta just lights a cigarette. <laughs> it is also the the intellectual um, decision. Delta. Delta lights a second cigarette. <laughs> All right, you peasants, <laughs> lift, lift lift the sails and set forth to the valleys. Oh. <laughs> I love that decisiveness, bro. Was that good? Okay, really yeah. Good. yeah. I'm, I'm, try, I'm yeah, trying. I it. mean, not quite Jack level, but you know, it is getting there. I mean, you did let the crew sway your decision, um, which is maybe not as captainy as Jack might have done it, but you are the captain, so let's do what you just said. Okay, so to do what he just said, um, (laughs) you will need to make a helming roll. So this is usually done by the captain, but you will be all contributing to this roll. So uh, the way to try to sail to a new place is you're going to roll a number of D4s that is equal to the crew's total river sense. Mm -hmm. For most of you, it'll be a one, but um, for one of you, it may be a two. Mine's a two. Mine's also a two. Oh, for two of you, it may be a two. Well, you're doing pretty well then. So, um, (laughs) Sean, you're going to roll that many D4s as Bill is the captain. And then if you get just one four, then you've managed it. So this should be fine. This should be really easy. What can go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, so I'm rolling two D4s or I'm rolling the the amount of everyone? So you're rolling the total that everybody has. So we've got got three people with one and two people with two, so seven. Seven, okay. Sweet. Okay, so I got a four, four, one, Whoa. two. So you already passed. And then I rolled three more. So I got four fours oh on that. <laughs> Before four. You only need the one. Um, so you've already done it Sweet. brilliantly. And you will absolutely, perfectly smoothly sail uh, into the docks of Harton with um, particular panache. <laughs> Not bad as my first move as a captain, eh, folks? That was great. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I like that. I will say it was better than I expected from you. <laughs> So very close to Meadowbrook, you sail through uh, Saddleback Ridge and along uh, a twisting tributary that branches off from the main section of the river here to find Harton, one of the last remaining settlements of halflings on the river. To go into the background a little bit of the world of Upriver Down River, there was once in the past a great war. Halflings did not fare particularly well in that war and have since kept largely to themselves You sail into the twisting tributary to get to Harton with absolute aplomb and you can see the settlement very, very close. Casually sailing, the sun is out, it is a lovely day. It's been just such a nice journey and you are uh, shot. (gasps) The ship starts rocking. (laughs) What the hell was that? Oh my God, it's just as I predicted. Oh God. We're actually going to go straight into a ship battle. Oh Oh God. Oh Oh, I love this. (laughs) You are faced with a a kind of a war barge, really, uh, kind of blocking your entrance that is firing upon you. So we're going to start with a ship's battle. Now combat in Upriver Down River when you are doing ship to ship what we're going to do is everybody's going to take uh, a particular kind of role within the ship but there are certain moves that you can do also all together as a crew if you want to escape or take evasive maneuvers or gain an advantageous position or board the enemy ship then that's stuff that you can all do together however if you're just acting on your own you can man the cannons repair the ship 
uh, raise the jib or help the crew being like join in on a, a ship action and uh, helm the ship. Someone always has to be helming the ship. Can I show my ignorance of seafaring culture and ask what it means to raise the jib? Okay, so Ella's the actual sailing instructor here, so I'm going to absolutely <laughs> infuriate her, I'm sure. Uh, but raising the jib <laughs> means raising a particular sail that I assume is like a really important sail uh, that means that you have additional maneuverability. Ooh. Mechanically speaking, you give your helm a bonus. Nice. You know, all these really fancy things um, that you can do that are very, very atmospheric if you know about sailing, <laughs> I'm sure are all very detailed, but uh, no, they're, they're just really good for moving your boat around. Cool. Uh, so the barge has kind of blocked your entrance. It has sailed between you and that just like perfectly spaced space on the dock. Uh, it has thrown at you like one spear, like a wooden stake that is kind of shoved itself, not at any particularly vital part of your ship, uh, there is some cosmetic damage and you suggest you suspect this was more of a warning shot than anything else. What would you like to do? Captain? Duffel, without waiting for orders, has run for a gun. Like, this is the type of thing that he lives for. This is the opening <laughs> that he looks for to be aggressive and, and protecting the ship as his job. So heading toward the gun and we'll see if anybody stops me. I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just, let's not escalate the situation here. I'm so sorry. I forgot to ask you to roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if somebody does stop you. Um, can everybody roll me a d12, please? And then add your sword stat. Oh my god, I rolled so frickin' well, you guys. Oh. <laughs> 12 for me, for Duffel. Ooh, 9 for Delta. I got 16. Whoa. Whoa. I, I had 13. I have 10. So all the dice in Upriver Downriver are D4s, D8s, or D12s, and your target number is usually an 8, a 12, or a 16. Uh, so just as a disclaimer, we are still doing playtesting, and so these mechanics are still subject to change, but that is how it is in the Quick Start Guide. Uh, so whenever I'm asking somebody to roll, I'm going to be asking them to roll usually a D12 and then add their modifier and hoping for an 8, a 12, or a 16, or I'm going to be asking them to roll a certain number of D4s and looking for uh, an amount of fours that they've rolled across all of those dice. So uh, we're going to start with Jay. What does August do? Mm, uh, I don't like there being a projectile in the ship right now. I just got this fixed up. Okay, um, I, I, th I think I'm going to um, I'm going to do my special move for the ship, which is called um, Old Bones. Which essentially, I can just uh, take a quick look at the ship and uh, determine any potential weak spots. And I'm just going to do this as like a preparatory measure just in case. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So as the engineer, I have a super high sword stat too. And so I'm going to roll plus my swords to spot a potential weak spot. <laughs> Please do. Um, and I'm going to ask you to roll an eight or above. Well, I rolled a nine on the dice plus five. So I rolled 14. Uh, great. So yes, you can have a look at the ship and... Um, you know what? I'm already going to have angered Ella enough with my absolute <laughs> lack of sailing knowledge, so um, I'm just going to make stuff up. Hell yeah. Um, because I feel like that will yes. be fun for me to imagine her listening back to it. Freewheel uh, it. So, yeah, you notice that the uh, the left Grimblehopper is listing slightly <laughs> um, on, the, on the port side, and this means that when you try to fire your guns, the ship will bob up and down in the water, as if it's doing some sort of like I'm a little teapot dance <laughs> and um, that will open up its weak 
spot, like its its glowing red weak spot, will then be visible to the enemy ship for like a couple of seconds. And if they get their timing right, then they'll be able to fire at that glowing red spot, um, which will not have heavy armor. So um, because you've seen that, uh, you can then go to, I've completely forgotten what I've called it, the Grimblethorpe. You'll be <laughs> able to go and, and get that Grimblethorpe. I am going to do that and I'm also going to turn to Duffel on my way and I have I don't think I've described how August looks so uh, just a very quick description August is all angles um <laughs> he is <laughs> um just a completely very like uh very tall but very lithe person um and like I said like very angular very intense face uh shocking white hair and like super magnified glasses um and as he sort of um steps by Duffel August is gonna look down at him and just be like Duffel the the Grimble Hopper it's acting up again just be careful when you use the guns okay not the Grimble Hopper damn it I know I told you how come we can't fix the Grimble Hopper I tried to fix it I'm sorry I, I just I'll I'll try again all right all right all right <laughs> lovely so uh, that means that for the rest of the battle your ship's defenses go from a 14 to a 19 nice. oh yeah okay brilliant use of your moves so Sean what would Bill like to do a captain's post is at the wheel so uh, I I'm going to run towards the helm and I'm going to try to helm the ship. I'm getting prepared to get into battle if need be here. Oh, you're going to hang back there? Okay, um, that's cool. I mean, Jack used to usually get into the fight, but that's cool. If you want to be there, that's all right. <laughs> How much river sense do you have? Uh, I have two river sense. Two river sense. Okay. Uh, could you please roll me 2d4s? Okay. Uh, I rolled a two and a four. Okay, lovely. Everybody's just going to keep acting as they are, nothing bad is happening to the ship, at least as far as sailing is concerned. The sailing <laughs> is still going well. <laughs> That's what I do best. <laughs> uh, so just to, to be clear, um, if you'd rolled particularly badly, um, you may have become becalmed, in which case you wouldn't have been able to take any kind of evasive actions or anything like that. Um, and if you'd rolled particularly well, uh, then people might have got some uh, some other options or some bonuses next round. So, Duffel. Peter, what is Duffel doing? Duffel's running straight for a gun, muttering and yelling and swearing at this other ship as he does it, just like getting geared up for a fight. Having had that quick chat with August, instead of firing, I think I'm going to take my my gunner's roll move and um, mm -hmm. which is steady hands so basically uh, if I do this well I can set us up to re-roll an attack at some point mm. a d12 plus swords no, no, I did not do that well. No, no, nope, nope, I'm too amped up, and like, the ability is literally called steady hand, so I'm clearly vibrating as I grab the gun. And I, I can't, I can't hold it steady. <laughs> Damn it, August, get this ship right in this. I can't point this thing. The I told you, I the rolled Grimble a one Whopper. on the die. Things are too exciting for steady hands. Okay. Damn it, get that harpoon out of my ship. Unfortunately, you have now like acted again against the other ship actively so they've seen you going for the guns and it is now their turn <gasps> so oh, every, everybody grab something <laughs> they are going to make another attack actually aiming for the the bulk of the ship not the bulk and they did pretty poorly all right <laughs> yeah okay that's right screw uh, you guys <laughs> i don't think that they do any no they don't oh yes. okay yeah no they're good they're good 
I mean, they're not good. You're good. Yes. <laughs> they're just made, but you're fine. Uh, okay, Sky, what is Themis doing? Okay, uh, I think I'm going to quite thematically help the crew here, uh, wherein I, uh, I'm going to roll a D4 plus my highest modifier. That sucked. I think it's times your highest modifier. Times? It is times your highest oh. modifier, yes. So you want to roll it as many times as uh, whatever your highest stat is and count up the number of d4s that you get. That's a lot of okay. dice. For each four you roll, what you're going to be able to do is give somebody an additional d4 on their next turn. I guess I only got one four in there. Okay, okay. So I'm not going to ask you to choose who that is now. Great. Um, I'm just going to let you have it to give as a gift to bestow at someone's uh, hour of need. Great. Cool. Okay. And uh, Delta Jacksborn, B, what is Delta doing? I think I was maybe below deck uh, finishing my two cigarettes. And uh, I hear what's happening above deck and, like, maybe look out one of the, like, porthole windows uh, to see this other ship. On my way up, I, like, lean over the side and dip my hand into the ocean and I go over to Bill. Hey, Bill, bloody old Bill, check it out. Um, this is uh, something I picked up at the uh, at the spiritual retreat. And then I, like, flick salt water in his face. Um, I'm going to do the salt-stained pages uh, ship move. So I'm going to invoke my knowledge of the river and its history to try to give Bill advantage on the gain and advantageous position during this battle. So Lovely. here we go. So cool. please roll a d12 and your spirits. Oh, oh dear. It's a 10. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, so you just needed an 8 or above. Yes. So uh, that is absolutely lovely. That just means that once per once during this battle, uh, you can re-roll again an advantageous position roll. So um, if, it, if, you do if it doesn't work the first time, you get a second go. Okay. Essentially. And I guess just real quick, I'm, I might go over to Duffel as well and just be like, all right, don't worry about it. You got this, okay? You're stupid and I love you. Love you! <laughs> Should we go into round two? Yes, please. So things are going pretty well for you, to be honest, at this point. <laughs> Gingle Hopper is uh, back in position. Uh, you've stopped doing this flip-floppy thing that you were doing. You've been completely missed by the the ship's second shot so there's just that cosmetic damage for the warning shot so we're going to go back to jay august i think i want to raise the jib yeah yes. wonderful um, and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you an additional d4 there baby oh you fucking rock <laughs> <laughs> amazing nice so please roll then your d12 um and a d4 add them together and add your swords um, stat, you're again looking for an 8 or 5. Cool. And I just want to point out for everybody listening that a failure on this roll means that um, uh, August would fall into the river. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah, but um, you know, what are the chances of that? <laughs> I, uh, I've never fallen into the river doing this, and I don't intend to start now. Oh, please fall That's into the river. That's me jinxing myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so good if you do it now. I rolled a 10 on the dice, plus a 2 on my d4, which is 12, plus my sword stat, which is 5, so I rolled 17. Oh, my oh, God. Amazing. Oh, goodness. Damn. not falling in that river. No. Because of the falling in the river thing, I imagine that raising... The, and this is, like, completely not with any real justification, but because of that, I, I kind of think of the raising the jib as, you know, when you see... in old swashbuckling films sailors like swinging yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. that's how I imagine it so I, I think you just do this most incredibly athletic and graceful like swinging yeah. around um, to put the sail in the right place I think it's not graceful I think it's like I'm holding onto a rope and I'm I'm raising the jib whatever that means but when it happens the rope like shoots up and I just kind of like get yanked all gangly uh -huh. <laughs> I love it <laughs> I nice. think I, I look at Themis and I'm just like <laughs> I think it's kind of hot. I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm just like just dangling there like so awkwardly. <laughs> Nothing is as hot as people caught in the air suspended on ropes. Everybody's got oh. I said that like it was going to be a joke, but actually there is a sexy way to do that. Okay. <laughs> so Sean, Bill is the helm, so you will have an additional 2d4 on your next roll. Uh, awesome. And it is in fact your turn. I would like to do another helm the ship rolls. I'm trying to do a ship a ship order. Ship order, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to cool. give that a go again. Okay, lovely. So you've got uh, your river sense plus those additional 2d4s. Okay, so I need two fours here. Uh, let's go. Oh, I got one four. I got one four. Oh, okay. Uh, You're still just doing a, a lovely job of sailing around danger, but you'll be able to try again next turn. And uh, because it's your third attempt, uh, a non-canon rule that I like to use uh, personally is that on your third attempt of doing something I will be looking for ways to give you bonuses nice oh, ooh, a gracious god I <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be liked yeah. <laughs> Peter what is Duffel doing alright well Duffel's still at the cannon and the last thing didn't work so well so I'm just gonna straight up try and fire this cannon at the barge now let me ask you a question here so I've got this ability on my sheet that says I get an extra d4 to combat rolls is that just my own like interpersonal combat or does, or does that apply to like ship combat as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that it applies to ship combat as well. Heck yeah. Alright. So, and our our attack is 2d8, I believe, for the schooner? It is, yes. And a d4. Now your enemy ship's defenses is a 14. Okay, alright. So I've got a 5 to swords, 2d8, and a d4. Mm. And that is a total of 21. Ooh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Because you've rolled above their defenses, uh, you are going to be doing your ship's full damage. I yeah. love it. I love it. Could you please roll a 2d8? All right. Nine. Okay, lovely. Well, not for them. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's what you get. Do they look mad? Uh, so you can't see their faces just yet, but uh, you. So actually, why don't you tell me what kind of guns the Crooked Collider has? Is it um, like classic cannonball or something a little bit different? Very much classic cannonball, I'd say, but definitely low rent. <laughs> These things have been repaired and like welded back together, mm. and they rock a little bit when you fire them. And I think that like you know, it's a fifty-fifty chance as to whether or not Duffel gets knocked on his ass every time he fires the cannon because there's so much blowback. They're the classic uh, cannons, but they're always just feel like a step away from breaking. Great. I really like that. Just like this really rickety old but very powerful gun. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So... And a little guy manning them. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I can barely see over the top. In this like huge cloud of like black smoke and soot that leaves you right. just like singed. Uh, this like heavy cannonball goes and uh, and knocks out their port side groggle hopper. Oh, not the oh. groggle hopper. That's, no, you gotta that's hate, a good hate thing. to see it. I mean, sympathy pains. Okay. Yeah, my grumble hopper hurts. Um, so <laughs> they are now going to attempt to return fire. Try it. Steady. Okay, so um, they're Steady. going to hit you. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. They're going to be uh, lining up to take one particularly well-aimed shot. Their, their cannons aren't like yours. They're much smaller, um, but they seem to be, well, less temperamental and somewhat more precise. So while they throw it a much less intimidating-looking shot at you, it absolutely just pierces exactly the right spot of the hull uh, to do quite a lot of damage, and you are rocked 
and, and you do that thing that they do on Star Trek where they shake the camera and everybody else will go like, whoa, whoa, uh, to each side. Um, and they have done they have done eight damage. Oh, to your shot. Sorry, I thought it was worse, and then I realized that they only do half on this shot because they didn't roll well, and their first was like, oh, no. At first I was like, oh, this is dreadful. But no, it's only eight. So they did not hit your defense uh, that time, so they only did a half damage. But the first time that they rolled, they rolled so low that I was like, they don't deserve to do any damage. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's just a little bit of damage, August still looks down at the ship and is just like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so they've, they've pierced this like important point, but they haven't gone too far in. Let's just say that. So, Sky, what is Themis doing? I've got a doctor's roll move here in a ship battle, and that is Damn It Jim. Uh, <laughs> I love the name of that, by the way. Yeah, so, like, I, I can't so take credit for it. I didn't come up with it, um, but I, I just am so pleased with it. Yeah, it's yep. awesome. So I guess uh, once per battle, roll a d12 plus spirits to spot a crisis about to happen, and I'm wondering how this would uh, work as far as me coming right after the uh, the roll of the the opposing ship. Is it is it a thing that's kind of an imminent uh, crisis? I'm going to interpret that as meaning I will like keep it in the back pocket. Okay. And next time that something bad is about to happen, yeah. I will say, hey, hey, <laughs> you spot something. Okay, I want to yeah. fucking do that. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, also uh, on an average success of eight or more, a crew member who would have gotten killed falls instead to one health. Oh. And it does not count as reversing a death, which is against my um, my path, my oath. <laughs> death okay d12 that's a 10 okay yes. lovely so um yeah what will happen is just basically for the rest of the battle if someone is about to get killed uh i will be like whoa whoa no, whoa. no they don't <laughs> awesome. uh, so you could all just rest nice and safe but we will have no ghosts in this battle. well if we have any ghosts it will be because we've already prevented one ghost <laughs> reduction of one ghost reduction. Yeah. yeah ghost reduction <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of a buy one get one free. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great deal. B, what Delta like to do? Delta got like kind of rocked by that shot and like maybe fell back down below deck. I'm gonna do a help the crew action and what it looks like is I'm gonna make like a whole bunch of cups of chamomile and try to carry them back up to the deck and pass them around <laughs> they used to make this for us that's really the, sweet uh, it's not sweet it's spiritual this isn't a nice Sorry, thing yeah, no, this is really spiritual <laughs> they, t- they taught us this at the retreat this is a special tea for ship battles you know okay so for the retreat I really like the idea that they didn't actually teach you how to make the tea they just like like sold you overpriced boxes. <laughs> this is called river tea. I don't know what's in it. Uh, We're all on your downline now. <laughs> is this like a um, yeah, pyramid marketing scheme? Yeah, exactly. You get three people to drink the tea, and it has all of these magical properties. Okay, so please roll um, as many d4s as whatever your highest stat is. Okay, sweet. I got one for on the last die. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you now have a one additional D4 to give to somebody else whenever you choose. Do I have to decide that now? You don't have to decide that now, no. Um, okay. You can just wait till somebody needs something. So I'm just statically walking around with this tea, like, trying to, like, remain upright on this <laughs> boat. And I guess I'll spill all but one, but we'll see who I give that one to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are back to August. Oh, shit. Um, I think what happened was like I raised the jib and then over the next round the jib was (laughs) lowered 
um, which I think is how jibs work. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but in any case, I'm just going to do it again. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm just going to raise the jib again because I really want William, our captain, to succeed. William. Yeah. William. <laughs> Bloody William. Bloody <laughs> William Browning. <laughs> That's what his mother says when he's like, been too bloody. Sanguinous William Browning. Sanguinous. Okay, uh, yeah, so to, uh, to raise the jib... Uh, roll a d12 plus your swords and you're looking for an eight or above i think what happens here is like i get i get hoisted up when i raise the jib the first time and as i like come back down and i just like barely touch my feet to the ship i'm like it smells like chamomile and then i'm gonna raise the jib <laughs> whoa you guys holy shit i rolled a nine i just oh. barely succeeded holy crap <laughs> well that jib is back up in its place <laughs> <laughs> and so am I. It has retreated at the smell of chamomile, furlingness, or whichever it is. I really need to learn more about ships. I, I'll be honest, I thought I knew an average amount about ships, um, but running this game has taught me that I do not. Well, I know a less than average amount, so everything you're saying sounds fully accurate to me. Oh, yeah. cool. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like editing the game and like playing the game even has been just like, yeah, I totally understand all of this. All of this makes total sense to me. I'm someone who knows an average amount about ships and this is the first time I've GM'd it and it's like what you want me to describe raising the jib I don't know what that is <laughs> but it's up there it's raised whatever it is it's raised yeah. right. uh, Sean it is sanguinous Billy William Browning's term <laughs> you know third time's a charm yes going to helm the ship so um, for this I'm going to say because this is your third time I'm going to say for anybody who hasn't acted yet which is most of you uh, you can choose to preemptively take the help the crew action here if you would like. You want some uh, tea, Captain? I'm just <laughs> so nervous. If it could s- settle my stomach, I might be able to get us in advantageous position if we could win this fight. You gotta try this tea. You're gonna love it. Okay, Delta. I try to help the crew. And I think there's no way Duffel leaves the gun. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Duffel, you're doing a great job. Yeah, I know. Thank you. It may well be that you just literally can't leave the gun um, if you're, like, knocked on the floor. <laughs> Femis, Sky, mm-hmm. uh, if you could please uh, roll four D4s times whatever your highest stat is. Right. And then tell me how many D4s you get. Sorry, how many fours, not how many D4s. Come on. I got one. A one. Okay. So uh, that means that you can give. <laughs> Almost zero. <laughs> you can give an additional d4 yeah i'll i'll do that so one from b one from sky yeah and then you've got your plus two for the jib extra two from raising the jib so you should be rolling six here okay like stats say that i should roll a four here right or two fours yeah i got three fours on that one oh Oh my god okay Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Weird Papa coming ship. from your sibling. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. We have issues. <laughs> oh well. well. Let me just quickly write Freud into this thing. <laughs> uh, Alright, as my first move as captain, I would like to get us into uh, I would like to gain an advantageous position. Okay, yeah. lovely. Yeah, what we'll do so that everybody can join in on that is, well, I'll start the next round and ask who wants to help you do that. Great. Uh, so, I think you need at least three people. Uh, so not everybody has to do it, but obviously the more people who are doing it, 
the easier it's going to be. I'll do it. I'll do it. So uh, before that, though, <laughs> okay. the uh, the big barge <laughs> no. is is still here. And, um, do I get to take another shot with the gun first before the barge does something? I'm so sorry. You do. Oh, yes, you no, do. Yeah, no worries. I just, yes. I just, I just want to want to shoot this thing. Okay, uh, cool. Well, that that will actually help me decide what the, the boat does next. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. All right. So another man, the guns roll. Then. Yeah. Sixteen. Okay, lovely. So if you could do me a 2d8 damage, and uh, you will do the full amount. Eight damage. Okay. These are some great average damage rolls, Dumbledore. I'm really impressed. Appreciate your support, Delta. Great to have you back aboard the ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really good. Really good to be here. I'm struggling to, to like, reload the cannon with the cannonball that's, like, almost as large as I am. I'm I'm just drinking my tea standing next to (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just, like, watching. Sorry, I spilled yours. <laughs> so, right! I slip in the spilled tea. <laughs> well, you know what? The slip just like gives you that extra little bit of momentum when firing the gun. <laughs> it just goes out a little bit further. It really gets past their defenses. <laughs> the ship, I think, is going to try and maybe do a little bit of repair. Ah, oh. boo. So, um, I've been working from the quick start rules because you're working from the quick start rules right. and that feels fair. Mm-hmm. Just to be upfront, the, the like the ship battle rules in the quick start are fairly like fairly basic uh, so I'm kind of doing a, a bit of a cheeky like mixing a little bit of what I know from the actual full <laughs> versions of the rule as they, as they currently are and also um, just making things up as I go along to allow the the enemy ship to do a little bit more than it gets to do just in the quick start because in the quick start it's like here's how it attacks also feel free to do more fun things <laughs> so you see the the crew are like ants at this point just kind of like running around trying to patch up a little bit bailing out some water etc oh take it on a little water are you oh all right guys we're fighting ants we should be okay we should we should win this battle <laughs> okay and um sky you've already taken your action but b what would delta like to do delta's gonna do another help the crew move. This time she's gonna go around and just be like, does anyone need, like, a back massage? (laughs) Back massage? Is anyone feeling tense? They taught us back massages at the retreat. No? Maybe? And then I mean... I love this image of everybody else, like, scrambling to, you know, just get jibs as high as they will go and just, like, throw cannonballs out of ancient cannons and, um... Delta's just wandering around being like, can I offer anybody a hot towel? (laughs) (laughs) A spiritual towel? Can I lead us in a sing-song? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm going to do a sing-song with my massage when I help the crew. I'll do it in the moment when it happens, but just everyone know that the offer's in the air. Massage with a little, like, spiritual shanty to keep you going. Okay, so if you could roll me uh, as many D4s as your highest stat and let me know how many... Okay, come on. More than one this time. Nope. Nope. Well, I got one. (laughs) Well, uh, you have one one singing back massage to offer to every member. (laughs) (laughs) And um, with that, we are in a new round. And so the captain has declared that he would like a the crew to take an advantageous position so could everybody let me know if you will be taking part in this ship order i will be i will be 
I would love to. And again, I think I'll just stay on guns. It makes the most sense. Okay. Uh, the, the majority of my crew is so loyal. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to keep us all alive. No big deal. Uh, to gain an advantageous position, what you're going to do is try and like make a an aggressive turn. I believe this is what is known as a hard about. All right. Um, mm. In Sounds order right to, to do something called crossing the T, which... I feel like sounds like you're just taking off that you've taken your HRT meds that day, but um, <laughs> that is not it. What you're trying to do is get your your ship angled so that your cannons are facing the other ship, Ooh. but their cannons are not facing Ooh. yours. <laughs> so like your cannons are at their bow. Yes, the front. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, whereas their cannons are off to the sides, and you're not at their sides. So uh, to do that, very dramatic and accurately described move uh, i am going to ask everybody who's helping so delta themis and august to make a swords check and hoping for an eight or above i was reading the quick start rules here and i got very excited by the idea that if everyone fails the ship capsizes <laughs> yeah Whoa. Honest, wow. i would absolutely love to do a one shot where everybody turns into ghosts that'd be sick we can like fake it just so we all die here and just see what happens <laughs> doomed forever to wander on the ever changing uh, but yeah that's the thing like the the game only ends if um you reach your destination or um if everybody becomes a ghost in which case you are okay. a ghost ship <laughs> and doomed to wander the seas or doomed to wander the river uh, just like the black pearl yeah, yeah. so <laughs> august rolled eight <laughs> okay that is that is good enough adequate Adequate. <laughs> so I know I'm adding my swords. Is it a D4? It's a D12, oh, and D12. then your swords check, and you're hoping for an 8 or above. Oh, oh 13. Oh, nice. Nice. I got 8. Oh, okay, that is nice. <laughs> so oh, you're having a little performance trouble there. Oh, Venus. come on. Oh, I know, I know. It's just too easy. Oh, I know, but... <laughs> You know me, I'm easy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you do. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Sorry, this is so weird. I <laughs> I still like you. So, uh, you have avoided capsizing. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. You have indeed done this like dramatic turn. Um, and Sean, you now have an additional three D4s to roll. Okay. Delta, you also have the option of giving an additional plus D4 if you would like to choose now to give the back massage. Yeah, I'm going to wander up behind Bill, just hands on his shoulders and just start squeezing. Just be like, listen to this one, Bill. Listen, this one will make you one with the river, all right? All down the river, river, we implore you, river, we adore you, guide our captain strong and true. There you go, bud. Delta, I, I, don't, awesome. I don't think you realize how much I needed that. It's been so tense. Thank you. I, I, feel, I feel so loose and ready to get into an advantageous position. It's a real butthole loosener, yeah. <laughs> so, Sean, could you roll me six D4s, please, and tell me how many fours you get? Okay, I just got up and grabbed a new handful of D4s because I didn't have enough in my box, but here we go. What a sentence. Okay, so I rolled five ones and one oh. four. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh! Wow. Okay, you're going to get a plus... One like additional D8. Oh, the reroll. I did oh. my thing. Oh, oh. Yeah. do get a reroll. Don't forget, I splattered water in your face. Yes, you do get a reroll. Do you want to reroll that? You might lose your one. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. 
I got two fours that oh. time. Oh, oh. Okay. so tense. I can't help but feeling that Jack would have got three fours. <laughs> Dumple? I think you're right. I think Jack would have got three fours. I'm going to try to re-roll this as well. So I'm going to use my captain's move oh. uh, called Come On Girl. So I'm going to do a, a D12 plus my tongues. And on a difficult success, I can re-roll a helming order. Okay. okay. I got an 11 on my tongues. Okay, you can re-roll those 64s if you like. Oh my god. <laughs> For the third time. Oh my god, this is a gamble. <laughs> this seems like a spiteful gamble too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. You get like six ones. <laughs> I, I, I got three ones and I got three fours. So I did oh it. Oh my <laughs> god. I did, I did <laughs> nice. Okay, so Doffel is going to go next with one gunning roll, I assume. Yeah. Absolutely. And you will get an additional oh. 3d8. To this roll. Whoa. So I'm going to have to ask you to make a swords roll. Oh, okay, yes. and then it's a combat roll, so I get my d4 as well from my little yes. ability. Okay, cool. Peter, um, if you okay. fail this, I, I swear to God. It, it would be a surprise to me, too. That is, let's see here, 13, 18. Nice. nice. Okay, so you do absolutely uh, overcome their defenses. This is a very well-placed shot. Would you like to roll me 5d8? to see mm. how much damage you do. Oh, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> 28 damage. Oh. 28! <laughs> yep, yep, just a little more. Just, ah, oh, there we go. And right then I I, <laughs> I, I I spit on the cannonball for good luck, as I always do. <laughs> I like to think that I, I fire it and just like, like hit their mast. You absolutely do, and they are fully becalmed. So they cannot move. What you got now? They are completely still in the water um at first you think they're just like taking a minute to be like ah but then you realize they are not <laughs> moving at all are they still in our way they are still in your way um but if you want to sail around them they will not be able to stop you hmm. should we all like uh, moon them as we go yeah, by absolutely. <laughs> I-, I think duffel's already got his pants around his ankles <laughs> Everyone out. take a porthole. Yeah, so everyone, everyone, we, we all we all practice this, right? So as we go by, you're gonna mow them, and then you're gonna stick your hand between your legs and give them the finger at Love the same it. time. Okay? Oh. <laughs> I've been practicing this in the mirror, so just, just like Jack used to do for Jack, oh. for Jack, once for Jack. For Jack. Yeah. I'm gonna grab the wheel, steer us around this boat, and I want to get close to it just so they can see the details in our butts but but not too close that they can jump over so, and just to be boat. clear is bill mooning also oh yeah because i will ask you to make a very difficult helming roll if you want <laughs> you have to, you have to. It's, things it's, could go badly for you it's what jack would have wanted so it is damn it right is. if this goes damn awry right. this is gonna be fucked <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so having absolutely (laughs) struck a dreadful blow at this, this, uh, frankly, more powerful ship um, (laughs) and and having left them becalmed in their own port, uh, you are now going to try to risk that all on on making a helming roll to moon while you sail. You, you, you sound disappointed in, in us. I do not sound disappointed. I am just tr- clarifying. They won't be disappointed for long. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, 
I will, oh because this isn't a battle, um, it would normally be to roll um, as many d4s as there is river sense total among the crew. But you're mooning. You're all <laughs> mooning. So I will ask. I will ask you to roll half that amount. So I believe between you, you have seven. Mm -hmm. And because this is a ridiculous thing to do, I'm going to say you need to roll three d4s and find a a four. Okay. All right. I got this. Good thing we used all those re-rolls already. (laughs) (laughs) With one hand on the steering wheel, the other hand through my leg. Yeah, because the other one's giving the finger. Exactly. It's not just you. It's not just the butt. You can't just poke your trousers down with one hand and like steer with the other. You've got to be doubled over at least. I'm leaning down and I'm looking ahead, like through my legs, so I can still see the river ahead of me. And I, I did roll one four, so I think I'm uh, okay. Well, oh. turns out Bill does yoga. <laughs> you managed to pull it off. Can we all also be singing that river song as we go? <laughs> yeah. River, we adore you. Blah, 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 blah. And something about our captain. Yeah. Oh, have you sailed the jaggedy jacks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving our butts in rhythm. <laughs> someone slapping out percussion on their yes. cheeks. Like, yes. I was going to ask if someone was doing the Jim Carrey thing, like someone was moving their butt cheeks like they were singing. Like, <laughs> to ask you a few questions. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sean. I'm a player. So, just interrupting the show to let you know that we have a Patreon. And if you already know about our Patreon, I'm here to let you know that we've done some recent updates. We have officially launched a new tier on our Patreon called Temperance. It's got all the benefits of the previous tiers, like our talkback show, Recharge, Early Access, ad-free episodes, and digital downloads of all of our songs, but with a little added perk. We're starting a mail club. Starting in early 2022, we'll be sending out our monthly letters to our Temperance tier patrons, sometimes from the cast or sometimes from the characters. If you've ever wanted to get a heartfelt message from Sean, who's me, by the way, or a spicy note from Yeehaw McGraw, or a sensual note from Uncle Edict, this tier is for you. Be sure to get in early because we're capping this tier at only 25 members. Mail will start being delivered in a few months, but sign up now so that you can be sure to be on the list. This new tier is going to be only $10 Canadian a month, but of course, if a monthly financial subscription is not in the cards for you, we totally understand. That's why we also have a coffee where you can tip us $3 or whatever you can spare. But as always, the most helpful thing you can do is just tell your friends. Tell your friends who love D&D. Tell your friends that don't love D&D that you just found this amazing podcast and that they should listen to it. Psst, that's us. You can send them a direct link to our audio feed or you can direct them to our website at www.planarcana.com to our Patreon at patreon.com slash planarcana, and we are at planarcanapod on all social media. Thank you. And now, back to the show. You sail 
gracefully uh, past the barge and you can see uh, several smaller boats coming from the docks and uh, kind of appearing from around just sailing up to it offloading the people on it and just basically doing everything they can to help everybody's kind of focused very much on helping the barge as you sail in and dock your ship we've started off technically in meadowbrook that's where your journey started um is that where you are all from so is that where you've spent most of your time or do you think that you've seen more of the world i kind of feel like delta having gone to this retreat i don't know if this works but i was thinking it was called the roaring tide priest prep mm-hmm. uh so it would <laughs> have been roaring in the roaring tide which is like a very hard to access yeah. area like lots of tumultuous yada yada but it's also <laughs> in the other direction so towards the sea so i've i think i've been at least that far yeah i feel like most of us have a, a history with this ship already and and mm. and the the previous captain that we would have been some places mm-hmm. probably not all the way you know anywhere but like a few, the places along the way yeah i feel i feel like we've gone we've gone we've been on the ship for like at least a year all together so yeah. we, we've yeah we've we've seen some stuff at this point bill i feel like our families kind of like it makes sense for real estate moguls to be central in like the city and the smokestacks kind of between that area sure so i feel like yeah. maybe that's our uh our origin yeah that makes sense yeah but we don't talk about them though no we don't talk about that <laughs> Bullshit from our past. so uh, let's say that you'll definitely have sailed through the valleys before mm-hmm. um but would anybody like to have particularly stopped off at Harton? oh what about uh duffel oh yeah so i was thinking about that and I, I i i feel like uh you know um maybe this is a place that i've been with jack before if that works right because it's fairly close Mm -hmm. to meadowbrook being a halfling i feel like jack would have you know taken me there at some point at least to show me around and so maybe i've got like a bar here that i like or something like that and so you know it would be it'd be okay to look around a little bit okay oh this is uh this is where we met them this is where jack picked this up yeah you remember when you remember you remember when when Jack first met us, yeah, we were stealing stuff from their pockets. And every time, every time we go back in the pockets, there was always something new in there. And it was always a treat. They knew. They knew the whole time and they were putting treats in. Yeah, and then they uh, followed us back to the orphanage. The whole time we're picking their pockets, they walked right in and they said, I want to adopt those two urchins been following me around. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, said so we show promise. <laughs> I miss him. Jack's patience was incomparable. Totally incomparable. I know you guys don't really want me to be captain. We all we all want Jack back. Oh. I want you to know that I also don't want to be captain. Because I can't fill those boots. They were the best captain in the world. Like there's nothing there's nothing I could do to live up to that that reputation. Now Bill, Jack did make you first mate. And as much as I have never understood the reasons why Jack made you first mate, I never really saw that you were first mate material. Nonetheless, we all know that, uh, you know, Jack works in mysterious ways. And this is clearly what Jack wanted. So, buck up. Also, let me just remind you that we just sailed past a barge and did a little butt song towards them. And, you know, you you got us there. Jack would be proud. I feel very spiritually sound that you are captain. Yeah, Willie. Yeah, de facto captain. Acting captain. Yeah, yeah. Holding, holding, keeping the hat warm. Yeah. Captain. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're doing great, Willie, but uh, I, I'm on your side with you not wanting to be. I, I totally understand. And well, well, we'll get Jack back. I, I can feel it. Yeah, we're going to get Jack back. We're going to get Jack back, and then everything goes back to the way it was. As acting captain, I am ordering you all to help me bring Jack back from wherever <sighs> they are. We'll fix this mess one way or the other. Okay. I mean, they, they are dead. That is where they are. Yeah, but we, yeah, but dead. I mean, what? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back, right? Right? And just like, we're all in agreement, right? We're going to do this. Oh, yeah. Do you think she's here right now? Like, <laughs> always. Always. No, no. That'd she, be awesome. No, she, no, she's dead. Dead, dead. I mean, we all. I, I just feel like there's some dissonance. Whoa, but what's dead? Dead. No. No, Duffel, listen. I, I I feel like this would be easier if we all went into it with a bit of a more g- clarity. Jack is dead. You understand that, right? You say dead. I say long nap. <laughs> what's the difference, really? Do you know? Do you actually know? Because I don't know if you know. I mean, what's uh, what's death when you have the option of possibly returning? So in a world where ghosts exist but are uncommon, what does everybody actually believe? Does anybody not believe in ghosts? Does everybody, like, anybody really firmly believe that they have seen a ghost? I love the idea of ghosts. I don't think Bill has physically seen any ghosts, but he has a lot of nightmares about ghost pirates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, personally, at the retreat, uh, one of our mentors was a ghost, so I happen to know that ghosts are real, so... Your mentor was a ghost? Really? My men- One of my mentors was a ghost, yeah. One of your mentors was a ghost? Absolutely. Wow. You sure? Look, I'm going to be honest. I kind of wish we'd done the one shot of this retreat now. It sounds <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. It was so enlightening. Oh, I, I do believe that ghosts are real, of course. I think that we've all seen them. I just, the fact that we haven't seen Jack leads me to believe that they are elsewhere. We're we're just not looking in the correct spots right now. That's why we're going to the source for the magic that we need to bring Jack back. Does anybody disagree? No, sir. (laughs) You're so cute, Tuffle. Jesus. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Being serious. Oh, I know. You're you're, you're so serious. Stop it. Stop it. So, Duffel has been here before and um, will probably know from that previous experience that the citizens of Hatton do not tend to uh, take well to humans um, and are much, much more likely to be welcoming to other magical people um, because after the whole Great War thing, uh, they have become somewhat defensive through necessity. Fair enough. Is there a particular way that you would like to approach this? Uh, I will say as well, Duffel, uh, you'll probably realize that having almost sunk one of their largest ships and then mooned them on the way in, you do start to notice some guards kind of lining up on the dock ready to um so like what is our proximity to this now like dead in the water ship have we just pulled (laughs) into the berth right beside them so we can watch them struggle no so the you were uh you were in a harbor and they were kind of like at the edge of the harbor uh and you have sailed past them into the butt of the harbor you know where the land is um (laughs) 
<laughs> the coastline you, you've now tied up but they are still kind of like in the mouth of the harbor where uh, other boats are helping them out and starting to slowly pull them back okay so people have like noticed us yeah you've definitely drawn some attention and uh, there are now guards kind of lining up on the mm. pier i have an ability called religion or inspire fear <laughs> just throwing that out there one of those two things nice that as your captain i give you full permission <laughs> to scare the shit out of these guards okay <laughs> gm can i inspire some fear in these guards you can certainly try yes <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna try to do something eerie as i undock i guess i'll like walk a few steps away from the crew sort of between me and the guards Behold, your prophet arrives with tidings of catastrophe. And you better listen if you want to survive it. Duffel covers his mouth to try not to laugh in front of him. <laughs> Could you please roll me a d12 plus your spirits? Okay. And uh, I'm going to say you're going to hope to get an 8 or above. 17. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a 12. Damn. Did you say you're going to like the bow of the ship? Yeah, I like the visuals of that. Yeah, I'll stand at the bow of the ship and, and be all majestic and shit with my cup of tea. So things have been getting kind of cloudy all the way through your battle. Like the wind was picking up gray clouds are coming over and it just so happens that at the exact time that you stop speaking a lightning bolt like cracks from the sky and it starts raining everybody kind of stares at you for a a second or two until a rolling thunder rumbles overhead about half the guards just totally flee falling (laughs) over themselves just trying desperately to not look like they're running from their post but also very much being like oh i think i hear some some sort of fight going on in that bar over there i gotta go look in that's right you better watch it i bring catastrophe with me and as soon as i finish this cup of tea holy shit delta holy shit (laughs) Uh, right Uh, there are still some guards left but they seem pretty intimidated nice and it is now raining as well incredible i'm gonna go join delta at the bow of the ship i'll just stand beside delta i'll put one foot up on the ledge like super casual and like lean over and look down at these guards and be like uh do we have a problem here folks could you roll me your tongues please which is d12 plus your tongues Uh oh Uh, for an eight or more uh okay well uh plus five so i got a six total oh Oh my god i'm pretty sure i drool a little bit by accident (laughs) (laughs) thematically sound yeah (laughs) one of the guards the one like closest to you looks up and uh it kind of seems to like when he sees you shake off a little bit of fear being like oh okay here's a person i know how to talk to a person talking to me and uh, (laughs) says uh Yes, yes, we do have a little bit of a problem. Uh, you have destroyed one of our ships. Did you not get the message to turn around? We don't want any surprise visitors. Uh, well, I, I, I'm very sorry about the ship out, out there. We're, we're just passing through. We're just looking for a friend. To be fair, you fired on us first. Uh, we, we never start a fight, but we always finish one. Damn right. Duffel is then, like, popping up. Yeah. <laughs> upon spotting a halfling. And they've currently, like, not spotted any humans aboard. It's just, like, magical people. So the guard will kind of, like, relax a little bit. It is true that they probably fired on you first and say, Well, uh, we didn't recognize your ship. I suppose 
you may have a point. Mm. You did eight <laughs> damage to our crooked collider. Well, well, I mean, come on. What is your business? Well, I was going to bring you a prophecy about impending catastrophe, but if you don't want it... <laughs> he starts looking pretty frightened again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're looking for information about the source, and you need information about this horrific catastrophe that's going to befall your village, so I don't see why we have to be at odds here. Could you make me a tongue? roll please and i will ask you to roll a d12 at plus two and i'm gonna give you a bonus one because uh you have already very much frightened him okay so i add one to my roll yes okay oh my god i rolled an 11 so 14 oh my god oh i see well um just one moment (laughs) goes off and uh there's like a little guardhouse on the uh on the dock he pops in there and then the other guards like looking in between themselves for a little while and then um, after a couple of seconds he comes back out and says mm. the captain says you may enter you may come on shore but uh, you're to leave your weapons on the ship looks like you're gonna have to leave your your guns behind there Duffel. i mean the guns stay on the ship these the and he holds up his fists and kisses each oh, fist no. these are my <laughs> weapons <laughs> can't leave these here all right yeah no hey thank you for being so understanding that seems perfectly reasonable we have no problems leaving our weapons behind thank you again this has been well uh, no after you after you please (laughs) well well then on behalf of the heart and guard welcome to our fair town i hope you have a pleasant and peaceful stay oh thank you (laughs) i'm gonna take this moment to turn to august we're like kind of in the back where nobody can see us and just be like hey uh babe you might want to like we might want to disguise you or something (laughs) i i was wondering if it's maybe wise that i don't come at all i want you to come (laughs) (laughs) so you do themis please (laughs) i have this ability called shape shift can i use that on somebody else other than myself you cannot damn what if okay what if we got like a cloak or something i've got a gorgeous cloak that would just like it's a cut it would fit you perfectly like what if you just like had your hood up and we can Ooh. i don't know i get for you to come the, the thing is is I, i'm i'm feeling quite torn um i know that the ship needs me right now after having a bit of a intense moment but i also think that you all need me because i think i'm might be the only one with the skill called improvised weapons and that might prove <laughs> useful <laughs> but if if you do have a cloak i I would take it and um, thank you. Yeah, if you're comfortable. I'll, always with you. Uh, I think seeing like uh, Delta and Duffel start to make the way off the ship and noticing that Bemis and uh, August are hanging back. Like, I think reading the situation, I'd go back and say to August, like, hey, if, if you want to go down into the cellar and grab a bottle of rum to give to these guards while you're like in disguise, like maybe they'll, I don't know, it's a little gift, like a little thank you for letting us off. And they'll, they'll, let, they'll let you through. Yeah. You think that if I give them something, they will be more amenable to me. That's typically how it goes. Yeah. I'll grab two. <laughs> I will take your advice, William. Thank you. <laughs> I go down and grab two bottles of rum and I will take the cloak offered to me from Themis. Looking good. Uh, how are you, are you doing the bottles like ostentatiously or like? I'm going to walk right up to a guard and just hand them one and just be like, um, I, I'm hoping that you're going to like me better if I give you this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That is so endearing. They actually like, they, they loosen up a little bit and smell. Like, oh, well, uh, thank you very much. I'm, 
I'm touched, I'm sure. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right, y- you too. <laughs> I, I quickly shamble away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn to Themis and just be like, he looks good in a cloak. Uh, I know. <laughs> It's, it's a good look. He looks good. He look. He looks good in the cloak. Yes. Yeah. Cloaks are always a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Got to keep that around. You are in Hatton. It is raining, uh, but there's still. It's still quite busy. There's still quite a lot of people in the streets. So unlike Meadowbrook, it is a much more industrious town, uh, but not necessarily industrial. So Hatton is known for making really high quality. Uh, like armor and weapons and well anything metal engineered really so there are a lot of very well respected blacksmiths and artisans in the town it made it also quite a populous place as well there's plenty of bars and inns and pubs and pie shops etc so anything that you want to find here you probably can find here in the docks uh, there are some warehouses to one side and if you go to the other side there's Uh, mostly like eateries and a few inns catering to travelers and then kind of right in front of you there is one long road that goes up a hill and leads kind of up towards the hills that the valleys are within which seems to be like the high street a little bit of background about how tarot has inspired upriver downriver the the great river is both the setting for the the world and also very much associated with all the magic that is within the world. So uh, most people will believe in uh, a great river god, which has a lot of different faces. So that's if you, if you kind of imagine one god with like many different personalities or different aspects of the same god, that's the kind of thing that the great river god is seen as. The river folk at some point, so um, I think... Bill is river folk, and one of the other of you are river folk. I am. Uh, so yeah. the river folk, uh, at one point, kind of they they laid out all of these faces of the river, which are incidentally the major arcana, <laughs> and uh, kind of denoted each one as a location on the river, a settlement on the river, saying like this place is associated with this face, and this place is associated with that face. So Hatton was associated with strength, and nobody was really surprised because it is a place (laughs) that looks still fairly unspoiled. It's not got the kind of the factories and the smoke of the big cities, but it is somewhere that produces a lot of very valuable and very practical goods as well. And especially since a lot of that is armor and weapons. I think at the top of the show, we said that you'll also all be following paths of the river. Uh, when we say you're following a path of the river, that means that like that's the particular face of the river that is personal to you and your values. Uh, I don't think any of you are following the path of strength, though. Is there anything particular that you would like to do in Harton? The way I see it, there are two options here. We either ask about jack specifically or we get information about the source makes sense yeah yeah i like the idea of asking about the source seeing as it's uh, our goal yeah i don't really know if people in this town would really know exactly what happened to jack like you know he was swallowed by that giant creature out in the middle of (laughs) out in the middle of the water i don't know how how these like halflings would know anything about that but they might have some information on the source yeah Duffel, do you uh, have any favorite haunts around this part? Oh, I mean, whenever I come into town, I always make sure to stop by the Leaky Dingy. The Leaky Dingy, <laughs> best service in town. Best service. Fantastic. 
we should all go have a drink at the Leaky Dingy, have a chat with the barkeep. That's my suggestion. You just like that dusty barkeep there. You Maybe she don't even work there anymore. <laughs> Look, every time. I feel I should point out that this podcast isn't sponsored neither by the Leaky Dingy nor by its <laughs> rival pub, the Busty Barmaid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until we open that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so yeah, you can absolutely go there. Uh, Before we leave the water behind, would anybody like to commune with the river at this point? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so everybody um, in a campaign would get three, or almost everybody gets three. There's a particular thing that might get you four uh, chances to commune with the river now this is basically a way of tapping into the river for uh, guidance or um, spiritual support it's it's just a way of kind of connecting with the river god and it will look a little bit different for everybody so let's start with jay so how does august connect with the river August, seeing off Themis, will go uh, below deck for a moment and just go to where he feels is the heart of the ship. Although the closest living person to August would definitely be Themis, uh, the ship is probably August's best friend. (laughs) August goes and just like sort of closes his eyes and starts to listen to the the rhythm of the water lapping against the boat and the the different creeks coming from different places in the boat and just starts to fall into the gentle rhythm of it in a sort of meditative way and just kind of listens down below deck to the ship and what the ship and beyond that the river is trying to tell him. So draw a major arcana card and then that's going to determine what the river's answer to you Ooh. is. Should I ask a question or should it just be like open-ended like that? It's it's open-ended. So okay, cool. um, it's not like a tarot reading. Uh, you don't need to be able to read tarot for this game. The meaning of it is all baked into the game. Cool. Does it matter if they're reversed? It, it does, does, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I drew the reversed fool. Cool. Uh, so a reversed card, I'm afraid, is a curse. <laughs> So the river is displeased with something that you have done or or some aspect of the journey that you are on. Uh, at some point within the campaign, because this is just a one shot, it will be much sooner. <laughs> you will be compelled to recklessly lead your crew into certain danger. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, that is a point to be determined by the river. Uh, which is an up river down river way of saying it's up to the GM. Wow. So, nice. Uh, nice. I will be looking out for a point at which <laughs> you will be compelled to recklessly lead your crewmates into danger, and Ooh. I'm afraid that you will have to follow through on that. Though so how you do so is up to you. Do I know that? Like with as soon as I start this communion, when you do commune with the river what kind of response are you looking for i think that while he's listening to the rhythm of the water hit against the boat it almost while he's in that meditative state and listening to the different creeks and just all of the sounds of the boats and the water and the water i think that he almost starts to go into the space in his mind where the creeks and the lapping of the water start to become almost like whispers and it I think it's very abstract what he hears from it, but I think he starts to just get like some words or ideas that float into his head from what he can hear externally. Nice. So I feel like the ideas are probably feeling like a little bit bold, a little bit reckless, a little bit adrenaline up. Mm. 
So Themis is, 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 is more connected to the river itself uh, and has always been, uh, goes down to kind of where the dock touches the water and reaches down with both hands and grabs a little bit of the river water and just puts their hands over their face, kind of drenching their face in it and kind of just feeling the essence of the water's cool touch on their face, running down the back of their neck. You have got the blessing of the tower. Oh, wow. You can, at any point you like, prevent a death or disaster one time. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Does that count as a reversal of death? Uh, no, it is okay. prevent. So okay, no, um, nothing happens to be reversed. Awesome. Oh, That's cool. so cool. <laughs> Did Bill want to commune with the river? I think he would reach his hand into his pocket, and in his pocket there was this stone... Uh, this like rock pebble that he picked up when he was a kid that he's been carrying around for most of his life at this point. Whenever he feels stressed or anxious, he reaches into his pocket and just rubs that stone just as kind of like a grounding exercise for himself. And at this point, the stone is very smooth and it's probably gotten to like half its original size, but that that's his connection back to the river. Okay, would you like to draw your own tarot card or would you like me to draw one for you? Uh, I would love to because I bought a tarot set for, <laughs> nice. for this one shot. So, Is this <laughs> your first card draw ever off this tarot deck? Uh, well, I've been like picking random cards once in a while, but this is like my first one of substance. Ooh. Okay, let's see what... I got the Emperor uh, upright. Nice. So you got uh, the Blessing of the Emperor. Okay, nice. You know what? I'm going to play this out a little bit in game. Let's just say that there are some people who, while they were um, perhaps a bit peeved, uh, the amount of damage that you did to their ship. It was also quite impressive. Uh, so mechanically okay. speaking, uh, what happens is the player immediately gains a reputation as a folk hero. Uh, so, so I'm going to play that out a little bit when we get to some more role-playing in the town. Because Duffel's path um, is so closely tied to his relationship with Jack, um, that his way in is this ring that he wears on his finger. All of these, uh, the rings on his right hand are all like dull metal and they look more like weapons than rings, except for the one that he wears on his middle finger, which is a shiny gold ring with a red garnet. And it's a ring that Jack gave him when he came of age. He takes his shoes off and stands barefoot in the river and takes off the ring and just like focuses his attention on the ring and just just gives thanks to uh to the to the river and to Jack for keeping them safe in that last battle. Oh, oh that's nice. Uh, would you like to draw your own card? Yeah, I've got I'll, I'll draw one. Oh my goodness, it's the upright lovers, and I am oh, in fact the path yeah. of the lovers. And you oh, are in the path of the lovers. Whoa. That's extra fancy. You get an extra good blessing because the river <laughs> has full on blessed you. I mean, you, to be fair, you did some good gunning just now, so I feel like this is appropriate. <laughs> like you really did do a, some really peak gunning. Jack is pleased. <laughs> Jack is so proud. He is so oh. proud. And through the river, you feel his complete approval like wash over you, like a, a gentle lapping tide. In fact, you feel this sensation of like such loyalty with your crew and such complete certainty in your ability to protect them and your willingness to protect them. You are now 
absolutely certain that as long as you are with your crew, all of you can walk freely anywhere you like without any fear of prejudice. Beautiful. (laughs) That that works out so well for for August and and the rest of it. Just be like, all right, August. Look, I've been here before. I know all these people. Just stick close to me. Just stick close to me. You'll be fine. You don't need to hide. You're just fine as you are. I shoot a frightened look over to Themis. (laughs) I'll, uh, Give him a wink. <laughs> Are you going to take off your clothes? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Looks good on you. Yeah. yeah, don't. It does look really good. I mean, it's a good cloak. Look, it's really nice. Really nice. But... I just, I'd, uh, I'd prefer to keep it on, but thank, thank you. <laughs> I'd like to keep it on, please. <laughs> so can I pitch something to you, Themis? Oh, yeah. I was always great with the dinghy, but not so good at swimming. So maybe Jack, like, enlisted you to teach me how to swim at some point, And perhaps that's how we initially bonded. Yeah. Yeah. So how you used to do this would be to just tie a rope around me and throw me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I almost drowned, I kind of, like, took a little column A and a little column B and came up with this, like, ritual that I do when I want to commune with the river. So, um... Just gonna need your help for old time's sake, there, Themis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> hand you the rope. <laughs> and maybe when our hands touch, I kind of get this weird, like, towery vibe from you two and just kind of like narrow my eyes a bit. I'm not quite sure what I'm sensing, but it's like something. Like, I know the river's done something to you that should catch my notice. <laughs> While you're holding the rope, I'm gonna fill my pockets with rocks from the river. Oh, That's really intense. And then I'm gonna walk in until <laughs> I'm as far, like, as much slack is gone. It's like a tight rope. And I sit on the bottom of the river, and you are not to pull me up until you feel a tug. Oh, God. And no, uh, <laughs> no hard feelings or anything? <laughs> Now's a chance to get rid of me, I guess. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, there is chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. All right. <laughs> All right. So I walk in and I'm like holding my talisman as well at the same time as I go into the water and I sit on the floor of the river holding my breath and take a pebble off the bottom and plunk it. And it's like, I don't think I mentioned this, but it's like a fortune telling device, but it's like Plinko and you, you put a thing at the top of the tower and it falls down to the bottom. And that's what I'm going to do sitting on the bottom of the river. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I would definitely like the GM to draw for me. Okay. You have drawn the curse of the lovers. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! That's very thematic. That's very, very thematic to how <laughs> how your actual uh, communion looks. <laughs> you just get so so angry. This whole ritual just reminds you of the relationship and how it was and how it went and how it ended. You just feel this rage bubbling up inside you and it's not just that relationship but then it starts to spill out into all your relationships with your crewmates you kind of give this incredibly angry and violent like yank so the curse of the lovers means you are now compelled to attack your crewmates (laughs) or suffer an ongoing minus eight penalty to all of your roles your curse will end whenever you uh confess love and have it be reciprocated whenever you share a wrong that has been done to you or if you confess something that you have kept hidden. Oh. Can I just go at this right away? Yeah. Absolutely. I think I I do the tug and start to get pulled up and 
as I like arrive back on shore, I'm like visibly pissed. Oh fuck. Doesn't matter what anyone says to me and I'm like not making eye contact and I like calmly and furiously empty my pockets, walk over to Themis, punch her in the face and be like, I never got over you. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, I, no, I, no. I tackle, I tackle. Uh, <laughs> Delta, no Delta. And the river chose them to bless them with the cur- the blessing of the something related to the tower. That's supposed to be my thing. I can tell. I could tell when I touched you. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry. <laughs> so, you got a really good punch. Stay out of my face of the river. Honestly, uh, I get it. I'm going to turn to August and be like, August, we're cool, okay? (laughs) I'm just pissed at Themis. I don't want you to be pissed at anybody. Jesus Christ, that was a shocking left hook. That was violent. By saying, I never got over you, that's you confessing something that you've kept hidden. Yeah. Yeah, so I I like that. I think that's thematic. Like, I think it's it's gaming the system a little bit in a way that really works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's our style, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I feel better. Thanks, everyone. Okay, as captain, I feel like I need to step in here. Delta, you either have to apologize for that punch or you have to let Phoebus punch you in the face too. No, I feel like, I mean, like, I'm down to make... Like, I, I feel like we're square, if you do. I kind of want to get punched. Look, if Themis does not want to punch Delta, I will punch Delta in Themis's place. This is what I'm here for. That There was clear provocation there against the crew. I can punch Delta <sighs> if you like. All right, Duffel, I don't get... want to incite violence in, in, <laughs> in my name. August punches Delta it's... in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. okay. Ooh, that All tastes right. like hard love. <laughs> okay, any more punching? I'm going to say we're probably going to go into, like, combat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm proud. This is like a team body experience for us. We all handled it well. We got through some tough waters there. We came out on the other side stronger. Okay, I'm very proud of everybody. Let's all promise not to punch each other in the face again, unless yeah. it's deserved. Okay? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Ordinarily, uh, we wouldn't do the communions all together in the one session. It would be spaced out over the campaign, but I did want everybody to have the chance to do it at least once. I loved it. All of you will have felt like, felt some rush of emotion or felt some rush of acceptance or uh, disapproval from the river, uh, except for Bill, who <laughs> didn't really seem like anything happened. Huh. You said you wanted to go to the leaky dinghy. Leaky dinghy. <laughs> I mean, I think we deserve a drink. <laughs> After that, I- Use some ice too. <laughs> <laughs> the leaky dinghy is uh, one of the inns on the dock, so it is it is right there. You can go in. It was Duffel that has been to the leaky dinghy before. So Peter, do you want to describe the place a little? I, I think it's very seafaring theme. It's not the nicest pub on on the block by any stretch. It's uh, but it's cozy, fading paint. The I I think the sign of the leaky dinghy like appropriately is hanging off of just one you know one. <laughs> chain and so it's like hanging askew and like the rain is dripping off of it right so it's it's it gives it this very leaky quality it's leaky on the inside too they don't bother to fix it they keep it you know leaky for the theme so there's like buckets and stuff around catching the leaks because it's raining right now fishing nets up in the up in, in the in the rafters and some like you know fishing paraphernalia very like river focused stuff there's some yes. dead seagulls on the floor for some reason <laughs> yeah. like they're peanut yeah. shells of your <laughs> 
that's right. <laughs> yeah. Seagull skulls are the peanut shells of this world. Yeah. I like the idea that like seagull feet are a delicacy in her. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Like fried seagull you, feet. You eat the feet and discard the bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like jaggedy Jack Astor is kind of. Is this a themed restaurant? I mean, restaurant's a pretty strong word. <laughs> I, I was more asking, but the themed part is the more important part to me. Also, Delta, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. I felt that I, it was the right thing to do to punch you in the face. I didn't, I don't know what, I'm, I'm sorry. No, look, that's how I bond with a, just about everybody. So I feel closer to you now. Are we, fr- are we friends? Uh, let's flip a coin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You walk into the leaky dinghy. Someone else comes in behind you. You see this like waterproofed up halfling uh, coming in behind you, uh, take a look at you. And uh, they kind of go and kind of settle in at a table very near the door, kind of whisper something. Yeah, no, really. And then they they move on to the next table and they start uh, gossiping. There's just like all this gossip is kind of spreading through the bar. Are people staring at us? <laughs> people are staring at you, yeah, uh, and kind of whispering amongst themselves. And some of them are looking a little bit, like, grim-faced, a little bit stony-faced, but some of them are looking like, you know that respectful nod that you get? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is just a thing that, like, British dads do, but, like, if, if you do or say something that they approve of, like, if you yeah, if you yeah, take yeah. the right beer or, like, if you shoot well at pool or something, they'll just give you this, like, just uh, this, like, very gentle, like, nod with this, hmm, sort of um, yeah, noise associated with it. Uh, I don't know if that's a universal dad thing. Or... We have that flavor of dads here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, great. Yeah, it's nice to know that that is an internationally recognized symbol of dad. Uh, yeah, but there's, there's a few of those kind of given your way. Dad bar. <laughs> All right. I will confidently try to nod back at people staring at us, give a little bit of a wave, and maybe enter into the bar, try and find a table as you're giving little waves one guy kind of raises his flagon to you i was like oh and uh, he's sat alone at a table and he kind of shuffles along and motions for you to join him it would be rude to not accept an invitation sure okay yeah let's all gather around this stranger come on crew <laughs> i'll pop a spot and uh how do you do all right there oh lovely to meet you so uh welcome to Hatton. my name's uh bob bob greenfellow uh <laughs> so i hope you don't mind me asking but are you the crew of the uh, the new ship that's just docked? Word spreads pretty fast around here. Hey, uh, yeah, that that would be us. But hey, we're we're not here to cause any trouble. We we've already had this conversation with the guards. We're we're, we're on good terms. Everything's everything's fine. I gave them a bottle of rum. Oh well, uh, I'm sure they'll uh, sure they'll have appreciated that. So uh, I hope you don't mind me asking, but uh, is it is it true that you uh, you sank the iron harpoon out there? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's true that he uh, was at the helm when I sank the iron harpoon out there. <laughs> well, uh, Duffel, you know, as, I'm going to as... scuff Duffel on the back of the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we mercilessly saved it from from sinking, but like we we could have if we wanted to. It was on it was on the brink. That's for sure. Oh, I see. Well, that's not an easy thing to do. And uh, so you, you're a crew, are you? Which one of you is the captain? You're looking at him. Acting captain. It's Bloody Bill Browning. Oh, <laughs> Bloody Bill, my, I say. So uh, <laughs> you, you must be quite one of them well-feared pirates or, or well, uh, sorry, well-feared uh, legitimate captains. Well, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah yes. Absolutely. Yes, but... <laughs> Big time. There are certainly a lot of things about Bill that make me afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh, perhaps this isn't very sort of uh hometown pride of me but i'd have to say i'm very impressed it uh, must have been very hard to do that i hear you've got quite a little ship as well the iron harpoon must have been twice your size people are talking about my little ship <laughs> <laughs> That's the Crooked Collider you're talking about. It's known. The Crooked Collider. I see. Yeah. I expected a somewhat more fearsome name, but uh, <laughs> oh well, no accounting for taste. It's pretty fearsome when it's colliding into you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he slaps his knee. Uh, thought, that's a good one. Oh, I bet you've got some stories to tell. Or oh, let me buy you an ale. Ooh. And he kind of motions and uh, asks the the server to come and pour you all a, a delicious ale. Oh. Excuse me, do you happen to have Caesars here? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, do I happen to have what? Uh, a, a Caesar? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a delicacy to have. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, we're 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 trying to fight scurvy being out on the water, you know. So we need some we need some vitamin Z. Uh, oh, if you don't, if you don't, that's fine. I see. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yes, fighting scurvy. Uh, what y'all want is uh, you'll want um, an acid wake up call. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hang on. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, Give me I three don't... of those. It's particularly good in this place. I've had it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can all order an acid wake-up call, uh, which when it gets to you is uh, spiced rum, lime juice, and apple cider vinegar, Whoa. all in equal Whoa. parts. <laughs> is that real? That sounds actually Not good. good. No, it's... <laughs> oh, my sinuses. Wow. <laughs> and it's served hot. Oh. Um, I, I see why they call this place the Leaky Lagoon or something. I can't remember, ding, but... Ding, um, ding. I, too, am leaking from my face after that. And you're going to be leaking from other places in about three hours. This stuff goes right through you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just realizing now that Caesars are probably a Canadian thing, They are right? Canadian. They are. Yeah, I don't know what Caesar is, but I, I, gathered from oh my God. I gathered from context that it's a cocktail. It's a Bloody Mary, but with clam oh, juice. Bloody and... Mary. But clam juice instead of tomato juice. Oh my god, that sounds disgusting. I, yeah. It's really good. It's really, it's really, really good. good. I don't it's mean to clam and your tomato. Culture. Yeah, tomato. You love or hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And we drink them out of bags. Yeah. So uh, you've got your uh, acid wake up calls and you're, you're chatting to Bob. Uh, so Bob is, he's small even for a halfling. Like he looks a little bit shriveled. Uh, he's got like dark skin and like kind of Einstein-y white hair um, and he's got very, very thick brass-rimmed glasses on his face. So he, he orders your, your acid wake-up calls and he's like, oh, it's on me. <sighs> it's always nice to meet some people who've got some stories and, you know, seem to have some, a bit of something about them. Well, Bob, we'll have you know that we are looking for a way to get our former captain back. I don't know how much you know about the so the source if you might happen to have any information about that like we're kind of just sailing blind at this point the, the source of the river you trying to get there that's that's the end goal yeah oh well i mean usually i'd i'd say that you were on a bit of a fool's errand but uh, i see that you you do know your way around a ship so i suppose if anybody can do it perhaps it's you obviously i, I don't know much about the source i mean i've heard some say it's 
there is no source of the river that it just carries on from the sea to, well, maybe another sea or um, a well or uh, <laughs> a well. maybe a large puddle. <laughs> I mean, it's still a source, right? <laughs> so what you're saying is at the end of the journey could this be any type of source of water that you could imagine? I know that the legend says it's it's underground, obviously. There's a, a very difficult and deadly series of caves to get through. We have to go through. Look, I realise I'll sound like I'm sort of peddling you something, but, uh, well... I'm a tinkerer, you see. I, I'm an inventor. I like to think of myself as something of a, a forward-thinking hobbit. <laughs> I pick up so, some things. I've got, I've got strange devices and sometimes I acquire strange items. Now, I don't know if it's any use to you, but what I do have is, uh, is a, a part. It is rumoured to be a part of a map of the caves uh, on the way to the source. And he leans in at this point when he finishes. Uh, like looking around. Well, yeah, yeah, that would be very helpful. So, what's it going to take? What's it going to take uh, to uh, to to separate you from this piece of map? Well, and w- would it take um, a bottle of rum? Because I do, ha- I do have one. Yeah, he does have one. Oh well, uh, that that would be rather kind of you. I tell you what, why don't you come back to my shop uh, when we finish these drinks? You can, you can see it's just on the high street, just round the corner there. Uh, it's not far, and I can show it to you if you like, and we can talk, uh, you know, what pricing or uh, exchange of favors or something like that. Why don't Why don't you tell me this, Bob? Do you Do you like living here? Oh, well, is this a uh, threat? <laughs> no, <laughs> living, no, Bob. No. <laughs> do you like living here? <laughs> like what I What I'm getting at is like. Do you ever just want to explore the world? Yeah, I'd love to explore the world, but here's a difficult world for halflings out there these days. You understand. The captain, uh, Captain Copperbottom, she's, uh, she's the head of the militia around here. She's uh, She works very hard to keep us all safe. And I know she spent some time outside of Harton, but uh, she says it's, it's not really... It's better to stay here, she says. That's fair. I'm not going to force you to do anything. I just wanted to put it out there. We are one crew member down on our ship. Well, so. I mean, for the moment, because, of course, we will get Jack back, at which point we'll be full up. I, I'm just saying, you bought us a round of drinks, and in my books, that means I can trust you with my life. So if you want a job <laughs> on the ship, you you could just take that map with you and join us out, out on the open water. See the world that's beyond this town. I'm not sure if the acting captain has hiring privileges. I don't know. I think I think so. I scuff him again. <laughs> Delta. Let's work for us to do. Give me a praise. That, that would be an honor. Do you do you really mean it, Captain? I get very serious and I lean in and I look at his eyes. I mean it more than anything. Would, would you join us, Bob? He looks awed, almost starstruck. Well, I have always wanted a bit of an adventure, and I am getting on a bit now. You say you're you're trying to travel to the source. I mean. It's a wild adventure, that's for sure. And I doubt we'll ever come back. I, I doubt you would ever see your home again. But just like the rest of us here, we've all taken a vow to go to the source, no matter what. We've all given up everything in the pursuit of everything. You've got the blessing of the Emperor already, but I'm going to just ask you to make a tongue roll, just in case. But I'm going to give you an extra d4 because you have that blessing. Oh, awesome. Mm. Okay. That's a 14. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) He looks into your eyes and you see like a spark of something almost childlike, like a certain youth and energy has come alive in his face. Well, Captain, 
That's very hard to turn down. I would be honored to come with you. I'd reach over the table and I'd just I'd grab him by the neck, uh, like real sternly, and I'd pull him in for a hug, give him a big <laughs> pat on the back, walk up aboard. Bob, may I may I ask you something? Uh, uh, yes, of course, yes. Does the, the name Captain Jaggedy Jack mean anything to you? I'm going to uh, draw a tarot card, actually. Oh, oh cool. fuck yeah. Captain... Uh, Jaggedy Jack, you say? Yes, that's the one. Uh, I know that he's he's been here in, in Harton before. Uh, he actually he's he's been a, a a customer of mine once or twice. <gasps> that does make sense. Is he in some sort of trouble? Mm. Well, you could in say a that. Way. Yeah. yeah. Yes and no. And she's dead. Yes, she's dead. She's so dead. They're, yeah, they're a little dead. I mean, look, like I said, taking a break from being alive. That's all. We'll come back to life once we get to the source and find the magic to bring them back. Oh, so that's why you've uh, set out for the source. Yes. Do you know what happened to them? Um, not exactly, no. Well, personally, I wasn't here, but Themis was supposed to, uh, well, I mean, they're the doctor. Uh, I think you're misunderstanding my role here. Uh, <laughs> can't really help somebody if I can't get my hands on them and... Or... You know, they're not on the actual ship. <laughs> well, I know as I come back and uh, my parent and captain, they're gone. So yeah, really uh, loose with the old uh, blame cannon there, eh? <laughs> oh, I got so much ammunition in this blame cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Double, it's as your fault say. too. <laughs> August, it's your fault too. I know I was supposed to protect them. <laughs> all right, all right, easy. I'm just joking. <laughs> I think what we're trying to say is the circumstances of our former captain's death is still a little bit mysterious to us. I don't want to speak out of turn or, or give false hope because, of course, it, it could be nothing. I have a sister, see. Uh, she lives on the glass road and she wrote me a, a, a letter. Uh, she writes me them every week and um, she did mention in her most recent one uh, that there there have been ghost sightings in the glass road. <sighs> they do say that the, the ghost is... Is that of a former captain that uh, <gasps> made an oath and didn't manage to to keep it before he uh, before they died? I suppose that that could be your captain, Jaggedy Jack. It's got to be Jack. It's, it's, oh it's got to be Jack. It's got to be Jack. We've got to find this ghost because then if Jack can tell us what happened to them and we can get to the source and we can we can we can figure this out. Oh my goodness! Yes, Bob, your sister is she single? <laughs> <laughs> You can't do this in every town, Delta. Well, uh, I think she might be a bit old for you, but... Uh... <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Though I think, like I said at the top, August is the least concerned with getting the captain back because, like, this arrangement is working and, like, this change doesn't feel necessary to August. So although he was least concerned with sort of getting this in motion, it suddenly feels like a direction and that makes him feel excited and, like, he has a purpose. And so as soon as they get Bob on board, August goes back onto the ship and fixes her up really nice until they eventually come across another pirate ship that instead of attacking August uh, makes everybody promise not to do any damage to it and we commandeer that one. (laughs) Slowly and surely we keep upgrading our ships until we continue on the journey. Everything that's just happened in the last day between Themis and Delta has like got him thinking a bit that he like is trying to separate himself a bit from the boat to be more present with Themis because 
Even when Delta and Themis weren't together, they were so electric. And August chases that a bit. And just uh, between getting a new ship and also like trying to reach this goal of finding Jack, uh, August puts a lot of way more energy into being present with Themis and tries to develop that. Directly after speaking to Bob, Themis sees August go back to the ship and leaves him to it for a little bit, but then kind of goes on board and puts their hands on his shoulders and said, hey, no, uh, know your way around a Grimble Hopper there, eh? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, I always thought I was a mermaid for it, but I don't, I don't know anything about ships. I, I, will, I will teach you. <laughs> I love that. There was something that Delta said about the, laying the blame on Themis for Jack's demise, and, you know, Themis is really, like, always cool-headed and... Uh, calm and chill, but there is an element of guilt that's really in there that, that like, yes, their goal is to keep people from death, especially with the path of death being their guiding force because, you know, Themis can't reverse death. That's, it's, it's to incur a curse if that's what she does. So it's, it's actually weighed really heavy on, on her. So, you know, during one of these uh, upgrade battles, there was a moment where August is in crossfire of a cannon of one of the ships, and it's coming, and it's obvious it's going to hit him. And that's when I'm going to play the blessing and save him and prevent death before it happens. Bill definitely took a big shining to Bob. Bill and Bob, over over the days that we found ourselves on the ship heading towards the glass road, I think there was definitely a big father-son energy between those two. <laughs> Bill never really had a father that he loved or respected and felt any sort of love from in his entire life. And Bob was this person that has filled this void for him. And it was an interesting dynamic because technically Bill was still Bob's boss. But I think Bob definitely, a- along with Themis, like helped Bill turn into... Uh, a quote-unquote acting captain, especially after going through his first battle uh, on a ship and winning and sort of getting a reputation in in a town that he's visited, he's starting to become a lot more confident. And I think he started to have a little bit more sway uh, and a little bit more conviction in his leadership. And he's growing into, growing into a captain. He's starting to become a lot more confident and I think he's finally not nervous to be at the helm of the ship. And he's really looking forward to getting Jack back just to show Jack how far Bill has come since they've last seen each other. Yeah, it's actually funny, uh, Sean. There was there's some elements of uh, your relationship with Bob that I was uh, I was thinking similarly for myself, and I, I think that to some extent, while uh, uh, Duffel was you know hesitant to have somebody new on the on on the crew, here's another halfling. Here's somebody who can teach Duffel a little bit more about his own culture and history. And meanwhile, he's a tinkerer, and so he can upgrade the guns a little bit. And, and you know, and I, I think that Duffel has some fun playing with that, playing with the newer you know the newer upgraded guns but i think we always keep the one big shitty cannon on every <laughs> ship we we make sure we transport it from ship to ship and and we can upgrade it and stuff but we can't we can't get rid of it that's my gun as the journey goes on a little bit farther duffel starts to get a little more 
comfortable with this crew as it is. And it's not like Duffel's forgotten about Jack or put that to rest or anything, but the goal, I think, for, for Duffel, who's become close to Bob and and even warming to Bill in a in a leadership role. Yes. I, I think the that the journey for, for Duffel becomes um more about let's all accomplish a thing together than let's get our captain back. And so he does some a bit of growing that way. Duffel is um finds every every opportunity to sort of show his affection by putting himself in danger for others. The bonds between him and and Bill probably strengthen, you know, after a couple times of like Duffel jumping in and like taking a sword for Bill here and there and just with like a bloody thumbs up on the ground saying like, I got you, you know, like, and, and that's his way of saying like, yeah, all right, you're the captain. Delta, you know, when she was sent away on this retreat, she was kind of also just in this place of uncertainty on the ship. Like, she didn't really have a role. She was just kind of, like, surly and thirsty. Surly, thirsty girl. (laughs) And when she came back and Jack was gone, I think despite the fact that she tried to seem a bit detached from it, her family structure was in jeopardy. That is her main driving force for getting Jack back. And I think if she looked deep enough, she would realize that it was more about that than even about missing Jack. As the journey continues, she kind of becomes more and more certain that the family unit is going to be okay as long as she can prevent disaster. (laughs) She becomes more and more confident each and every day as she watches these bonds grow between her shipmates. They can survive disaster. Every night her hope grows as she climbs into the crow's nest lights up two cigarettes, and (laughs) sings her little blessing over the Crooked Collider. Bless us, O river, take us to the source. Bless our Crooked Collider, keep us on the course. Take us down the river, keep us on track. Navigate us gently all the way to Jack. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's beautiful. That's that was a, a great per- way that was a perfect it. ending. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Absolutely perfect oh. ending. Dang. That was that was awesome. That was, that was great. Great. Thank you, Sasha. Yeah. Thank you very, very much for having me on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sasha, is there anything you want to plug? If you if you like it, check out the Kickstarter. We're on Kickstarter until the 25th of November. Um, and the quick start guide is there for you to download. And uh, also check out at McGuffin and Co. on Twitter if you can stand to be on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Bless us, O river, take us to the source. Bless our crooked collider, keep us on the course. Take us down the river, keep us on track. Navigate us gently all the way to Jack. Bless us, O river, take us to the source. Bless our crooked collider, keep us on the course. Take us down the river, keep us on track. Navigate us gently all the way to Jack. Bless us, O river, take us to the source. Bless our crooked collider, keep us on the course. Take us down the river, keep us on track. Navigate us gently all the way to Jack. Bless us, O river, take us to the source. Bless our crooked glider, keep 
keep us on the course. Take us down the river, keep us on track. Navigate us gently all the way to Jack. Navigate us gently all the way to Jack.